Hello, and welcome to Lifetimers, the only podcast on the internet. This week, we watched... Stocks by, by My, my doctor. doctor, The Return. The Return. <laughs> <laughs> that was... Well. Yeah, but it's fine. <laughs> so is this movie. Um, nice. Can I just say something about this movie before we get into it? Yes. I haven't slept in a week because I've been having anxiety dreams. This movie was made me so anxious that I think I went back to the beginning of anxiety again and slept like a baby. <laughs> so, uh, thanks, Stock by My Dog, for the return. And specifically, thank you, Eric Roberts, brother of Julia Roberts. Ooh. Academy Award nominee. That was the what doctor. Was the Academy- what was he nominated for? I don't know, some <laughs> movie in the 80s. <laughs> this, the, uh, the original. Stuck by my doctor, the, the original. Yeah, the original <laughs> 80s masterpiece. Right. Uh, it, what's weird is in the original 80s movie, he marries her, and he's the hero. To be clear, uh-huh. the original Stuck by my doctor came out like last year. Which is why we actually have this podcast. Because we described mm-hmm. it to Meredith, and she was like, we should watch movies. Uh, and do a podcast. <laughs> I, don't, I don't recall any of this. I don't either, but that's okay. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm ready. I just need to talk about my anxiety for a second. Continue. <laughs> uh, the opener for this, I just wrote all caps, YAS! Because um, that's my first Care to explain? Yeah. <laughs> um, so the original Stark by Ben Actor is, is lunacy on, on, a, on a half shell in which Eric Roberts plays a the titular character of Doctor. Um, and he... Uh, <laughs> Joey loves saying titular. I think he and finally is titular, it. right, though. <laughs> 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 um, so, in the original, he's like a super successful heart surgeon who has operated on past presidents, even. And helps a young girl come, like, get solved, uh, fixes her heart after a car crash. And then winds up falling in love with her because she writes him a nice note. But the first movie also opens with him on a date where he's on, like, a first or second date with someone and he asks her to move in. Yes. So you know he's got weird boundary issues. And and she's like, I only asked you on this date so you would stop calling me. So stop (laughs) calling me, take me out of your phone, and never speak to me again. You're crazy. Was yeah. she appropriately aged? As, as the one of us three who did not see original Star Trek, my doctor, bringing that fresh perspective, <laughs> uh, what was the age of the woman he was dating? Probably, you know, more age appropriate, but oh, in not movie. his age. Not his age. So uh, it was actually the, similar to the opening of this movie, where yeah. he's on a date with a, a, an age appropriate woman, and Is she rejects it? him. Yeah, well, I guess this yeah. movie opens with him not on a date. He's just like, can I sit next to you? And then she's like, Haha, ha, your boat's weird, and I'm rich. Get out of here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she, I mean, he, uh, to be fair, his pickup line was Lidsville. But she was a bit unnecessarily aggressive about it. He was like, I got a house, I got a mansion, I got a boat, and I haven't named it yet, so maybe I'll name it after you. And she was just like, I'm a billionaire, bitch. Back off. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, look, I don't... I, I mean, it shouldn't be women's responsibility, I guess, to figure out a nice way to let men down. But it, it also shouldn't be men's responsibility to approach women. Like, this woman is sitting there like, my friend shacked up with some other guy and I'm all by myself. Like, 
she seems interested in flirting with him. Right. So it's not like he's he's flirting with her against her will or something. Right. I don't know. Her her turn on him seems really sudden and a little cruel. And and I I started off this movie being like, this actor seems like a okay guy who's just you know out of luck. Yeah, I guess you in the original he fakes the death he he fakes the death of his young paramour and then locks her inside of a trunk uh, while trying to get her to fall in love with him. I mean, he still sounds like a likable guy. <laughs> <laughs> he is a doctor, so. Right, he's a doctor, so he's probably doing it for a medical reason. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just, the fresh perspective is, they're setting up the beginning of this movie to be like, this guy is, uh, is unlucky in love, and he's trying. And he's, they also, and, the way that, that he's played is pathetic, right? Like, you think very he's pathetic. pathetic. Very pathetic. And, and um, Eric Roberts is a very, you know, handsome guy. He's a very likable guy. He's like, handsome? Yeah, he's a handsome dude. All right. I, I think if anyone's listening to this and hasn't seen a recent photo of uh, Eric Roberts, I think the reason that Joey is saying, he's handsome, question mark, is because Eric Roberts is very old now. And I think a lot of us remember him when he was young. Right. Yeah. yeah, but... But he's still you know, nice looking. Very nice looking. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, look, I'm not going to shame anybody for their bodies, but there are a number of, like, attractive shirtless men in this movie who are not Eric Roberts, who I would say yes to first, even though they're just extras. <laughs> I didn't notice that was busy being seduced by that pathetic doctor. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, boat naming thing would work on you, is what you're saying? Mm, no. <laughs> uh, I, you'd show me, he showed a picture of, he was like, this is my boat, and then he literally showed a picture of, like, uh, Disney Cruise Lines. <laughs> like, I was like, mm, that feels not real, sir, but, uh, whatever. <laughs> I, yeah, the way that the movie deals with his, like, burgeoning insanity is, um, real good. Like, like he, okay, so wait. So the uh, movie starts out with him on this not date. The movie starts mm-hmm. out with him being humiliated. Humiliation. Then yeah. he goes to the beach the next day and has two margaritas uh, next to him on a oh, lawn he does. chair. I didn't notice that. Yeah, um, oh. because he's planning on having a nice lady join him and talk about his boat. And he, uh, when that happens, um, someone joins him. No, no one joins him. But oh, he, when he gets nervous when the cops come by with their big guns because it's Mexico. Um, oh, yeah. Also, d- is it a thing in Mexico? I've never been. Yes. For people to just, like, walk along... To have, like, police officers walking along the beach with massive machine guns? The Mexican police force has, uh, 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 like, automatic stronger rifles. Presence. And a stronger wow. presence because the drug cartels uh, have them as well. Wow. Yeah. So, Interesting. Yeah, because I, I, I was going to say no one else on the beach was phased. Yes, this is right. you know why I know this. Why? From Vanderpump Rules Season 1, where they go to Mexico for someone's birthday. Important documentary. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, then there's like, this kid comes out of the ocean carrying a girl, and, and he's like, she's not breathing! She's not breathing! And the doctor... Who was the guy who carried her out of the ocean, by the way? 
Uh, oh my god, someone that seemed like he was going to be a bigger part of it, but then he spoke Spanish and Lifetime was like, no, you could not be a lead in this movie. I thought he was a lifeguard, but then he didn't know how to do CPR. <laughs> he was not a lifeguard, he was just, he was a dude who was surfing with this girl, but not her boyfriend, even though he seemed like her boyfriend. Right. And then, in order to try to do CPR on her, he grabbed her legs and started pressing her legs. And he... And the doctor was like, is that a no, thing? don't do that. Yeah. Right, like, I don't... Worse? Know what that is? Yeah, where, where did he even get that idea? Water? It seemed dumb. It yeah. seemed like I'm not like, a doctor, but I've heard of CPR. <laughs> <laughs> there are several. There are several moments in this uh, movie that make you think that people don't know what doctors are, uh, and this is one of them. And then the ending has one of them, and then her blood test is another. Oi, hey, it's yeah. me, doctors. Um. So, uh, that. That whole thing happens. He winds up saving the young girl's life, falls in love with her when she opens up her eyes and looks at him. And then he meets up with her and her mom afterwards at the hospital where her mom is a little creeped out by him. But she is like, the young girl is like over the moon for him. And then he not, tries. Not like that, though. No. No. She's just like, man, you just saved my life. Yeah. You're the best. Right. And then. And then uh, he does his little, this is my mansion, and this is my Disney cruise. I want to name my Disney cruise after you. And she's like, oh, my God. That's hilarious and great, because she's, like, 14. Right. Yeah. Does, do we think that his mansion or his Disney cruise are actually his, or is the point that he's crazy? The point is that he's crazy. Okay. I think the point is he's crazy. Yeah. I, I did not, I couldn't figure it out. That makes sense. So that's why maybe that lady in the beginning was so, like, aggressive. Because she was like, you're lying to me, and I'm a billionaire, and I don't care about money. Like, she recognized, like, it was a picture of her yacht that he was using. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which would have been... have a name. It's billionaire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I named my yacht after myself. My name is Margaret Billionaire. Margaret, the titular character of my photo. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then... He goes to San Diego and we get our first... Oh, no, then he goes home and talks to his internet therapist. Uh, uh, who, who becomes suspicious that he's having an episode. Yeah. And she's gonna she's gonna fax him a prescription for... Yeah, as though he's in Mexico and couldn't just buy whatever he wanted at La Farmacia. <laughs> but also she starts giving him relationship advice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, at first she's like, you saved her. You're a hero. You're a saint. Yeah. And then, then she's like, and she's sexy and I love her. And she's like, how old is she? <laughs> yeah. She knows. Yeah. <laughs> and also, like, the Skype was the clearest Skype I've ever seen. It was like HD quality Skype. Yeah. No, look, I mean, there's a reason for that later. Foreshadowing. That's true. Don't reveal it yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, People are watching then, the movie while we talk. That's the thing exactly. that this podcast well, is best follow-up question so he he follows the girl to her high school which is in america right which is in san diego and he flies to san diego with a fake passport right and has, and has a hallucination that the passport doesn't collector, work the, whatever they are yeah uh, doesn't know or d figures it out figures it out and then they yeah. arrest him brutally brutally arrest him by yelling out code blue yeah which the hallucination it... was one of my favorite parts of the movie. I, I loved it. He was sweating profusely. And then the guy who played the, um, whatever, airport security guy was hilarious. 
They liked the shot of him leaning down and being like, you thought you were going to get past me, did you? Did you? You crazy? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that was some good filming. Uh, yeah, that was some good filming. And, um, and, and, but like even during his hallucination about what might happen, he's having flashbacks to what actually happened in the first movie, I yeah, yeah, those are the first movie ones where he chains her up and puts her in a box. Okay, so um, that was like super late. It's like even in his hallucination, he's having flashbacks to a pre- to a previous movie, <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, "Fuck!" And um, yeah, and then and then he like gets through smooth sailing, and the guy who was laughing at him before is like, "You're a cardiologist, man. I just got my ticker fixed like like five days ago." And he's like, "Well, how you feel?" And he's like, "Better thanks to guys like you." I know, I was like, is it like angioplasty, something that involves like sawing someone in half, basically? No, they put and a like, balloon up and then they pump it. Oh, really? Until they break it. I don't know. Look, I'm a doctor. Oh. Yeah, I don't uh, know. Uh, maybe you guys want to have a boat named after you? <laughs> I don't know if uh, any cardiologist saws people in half. I don't well, you know, know what I mean. Any, like, any procedure. <laughs> yeah, no, I. Ethan is thinking of magician. <laughs> uh, was this movie not about magicians? Did I misunderstand? <laughs> No, no, my point was, like, after you've had your rib cage opened up, are you really all that better? Right. And, is like, it, telling somebody that you felt better than you did before? Is it two weeks? Right. Yeah. Like, usually... Yeah. But, whatever. He was being nice. Yeah, like, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Never mind. I don't know why I got stuck on that. It was great surgery. He was up on his feet in a week. I mean, maybe. It would have been better if he had been like, great, except that my doctor is now dating my daughter somehow. <laughs> Uh, that would have been a nice tie-in. Yeah. But anyway, so so here's my question. So finally he gets to San Diego. He goes to the high school. I know why he knows which high school's hers, because he saw it on her sweatshirt, as did I. Right. Right? But, and, and I know he asked them where they lived, and they said San Diego. Where did he say that he lived? He said that he was in San Diego, too. He said he split his time between Acapulco, uh, Acapulco and um, Acapulco. Uh, wow, I'm stuck on that the way you're stuck on titular. Um, <laughs> good thing it doesn't come up as much. Um, but yeah, no, he's Wait, between... what's the right pronunciation of titular? Did I think that's close, closer. Okay. Yeah, you don't usually say it like that, though. <laughs> um, right. But he splits so his he time between he's... there and San Diego. Yeah. So he's from San Diego. Yes. Is what he yeah, tells because, them, but that's a lie. I think in the original movie, he's from Los Angeles. Yes. Right, right, But wait, because then in, in, in following scenes, they say he just started working at the hospital that he's supposed to be working at, right? Right. They said that he just moved into his house, and none of his friends are in San Diego. Yes. I, so, so he... He I said, just don't buy it. <laughs> yeah, no, he made it all up. By oh, the way... Okay. Oh, now I understand the Wait, movie. did you not get that part? <laughs> no, I just, I didn't understand... <laughs> I didn't understand why they thought it was reasonable for him to have followed the daughter to her high school when right. they met him in Acapulco. But I guess if he said he lived in San Diego, even though he didn't support that with any facts, I guess it's not that crazy... From the get. It right. just occurred to me, is this the first Lifetime movie we have watched that is not set in Los Angeles? It's possible. That like, that's possible. so funny. They, they, like, they set them all in L.A. 
Yeah. So, so they he, don't have to use a soundstage or go anywhere. Yeah. For right, and they couldn't set the sequel in anywhere else. So they were like, uh, uh, San Diego, that's close. Like, they rent Nick Mansions and film these movies. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> then, then one of the most interesting things happens. So the boyfriend, who is, who is like a very built 18-year-old... He is 37, um, but yes. I mean, all these people are 30, but whatever. Um, so the boyfriend comes out. He's watching the girl. The doctor's watching the girl from the car. She's being all sexy. And then the boyfriend comes out and hugs and kisses her. But he's like, I mean, he's like a job meathead, right? So then yeah. they're walking away, and he sees the doctor watching her from the car. Oh, right. And he goes ballistic. He goes ballistic. And he runs up to the car. He pulls the doctor out of the car and starts punching him in the stomach yes. and saying, who are you? Why are you here? Do you have a kid that goes to this school? Why were you staring at my girlfriend? Like he saw. He asked, are you, are you one of those perverts on a list? <laughs> yeah, you one of those perverts on a list? And he, he just, he figures that out before the movie's really even begun. And I'm like, I'm like, well, that's the end of the movie, man. Like, <laughs> He, and that was crazy. Yes, and then it turns out sort of that the daughter is actually so excited to meet the doctor because what she wants is for him to date her mom. Because she's right. tired of her mom being difficult with her horrible psychological problems caused by witnessing her husband's death. The doctor also seems to be about 30 years older than the mom. Yeah. But right. he's a doctor, like, and yeah. she's psychologically damaged, so she has to take it's, what she can get. The jock mentions, the jock is like, uh, you could be her grandfather. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so mad. <laughs> but, but, like, the doctor also told the therapist, the Skype therapist, that his plan was to fake date the mother so he could get close to the daughter. And that's when she's like, wait a sec. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sending you a prescription. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Prescription for... Don't do that. <laughs> right. So he goes on a date with the mom after and the daughter convinces her mom to do it. And the mom is having anxiety, which really spoke to me. In the moment, I was like, yeah, anxiety sister. And um, I just like that her mom doesn't have any anxiety about being murdered by uh, a man that she's dating, but does have height anxiety. So I feel like she gets a good trade off here. Well, and to yeah. be clear, she has height anxiety because her husband died, the, the, and the daughter's... Her husband her died on the father. shortest ladder I've ever seen someone die on on TV. Yeah. Well, yeah, he, fall, he died by falling off a ladder. Yeah, yeah and he definitely went, oh no! Like, yeah. <laughs> they definitely did not spring for the special effects of him falling on the ground. But this no. didn't happen, but I was really hoping that it was going to turn out that the daughter had murdered him, um, and like she was the killer. That would have been Ooh, better, twist. better twist. I like that. Spoiler, that doesn't happen. No, it does no. not happen. But, but, but I, I mean, I got her. Like, I thought that, that the mother's acting was excellent. Like, it was, it was felt very real anxiety. Like, the anxiety is so, associated with the grief. Like, she, she's still functioning. She's still, she went to Acapulco with her daughter. Right. Like, she, she picks her daughter from school. She just needs a support system. And, um, I don't know, I, I thought the mother did a very great, a very good, subtle job of, like, really needing people. Yeah. Um, and she did and, an even better job when you think about how little the movie gave her to work with. Because they were like, <laughs> you have height anxiety, also she can't drive over bridges for no reason. Because well, of heights. Yeah, because of heights. I, 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 I actually fall have, off a I, I have an issue with heights, and I'm scared of bridges. Ugh. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I know. <laughs> Alright. 
after this evening, I mean, I can gonna, drive over them, but... I'm going to ask you to step up onto different things while holding your hands, okay? So, yeah, that's what he does to get her over her anxiety and to uh, convince her that he's a good person. He, he makes her step on increasingly higher household objects. Yes. Such and as a dictionary first, right? Right. And then, then like, a, a chair. Then a stool. Then a stool. And then she can't she go can't on the do chair. The chair. It's too but high. he hugs her and says that it's okay, we'll do it next time. Which, yeah. yeah, he's actually really nice to her. Here's the thing. He's I feel really like, though, nice. when you're on a date, is your favorite part of the date when someone tries to fix you? Yes. Or is that the... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why I love your brother. <laughs> he's fixing me. <laughs> Yesterday, he was like, close your eyes. Yeah. So let's oh, stop okay. having anxiety. That's There's a thing that we might gloss over that I don't want to gloss over, which is his doctor bag. Oh, God. To help her... <laughs> With her anxiety, he has he opens up his doctor bag, which is so old and so banged up and so dirty. Yeah, and it has like cinnamon and shit in it because that's and all he can have because he's not a real doctor anymore. Right, and he's like, I'm going to make you a potion to make you sleep better. I learned it in Thailand. Yeah, but I do, I do like the metaphor of his physical doctor bag being like his emotional baggage. Ooh. I thought it was a metaphor for his banged up skin. Oh, shit. That's terrible. Oh, he's coming with it. I thought it was just the heavy-handed lifetime way of saying that he's not a real doctor anymore. <laughs> and that she should have noticed and it's all her fault. Um. <laughs> the lifetime movie, what I enjoy, what I enjoy is like first the daughter's like you have to definitely, it's totally fine. And then he does like 40 creepy things and she doesn't get bothered by any of it. But he does the barest amount of vaguely hitting on her and she's like, he's a creep. Yeah. Mom, I have to confess something. He's a per- oh, but we're not there yet. Sorry. We're not there yet. Okay, so first then first she goes on a double date with uh, her daughter. And right. Daughter. She goes on a double date with her daughter to the beach. And they have four-person uh, beach soccer. Uh, right. In which almost no one seems to be playing except the jock. Yeah. The jock is loving it, though. And yeah, then he's having a great time. The creepiest, the creepiest thing that happened in the movie <gasps> happens now, okay? The grapes. The jock comes over with his girlfriend next to where the the doctor and the mom are like eating grapes or something. Yeah. And takes Sexily. her bathing suit top off. Yes! And massages her! Top. Oh my god, that didn't even seem weird to me. Now that you're oh saying god. it, I don't know why that didn't strike me. <laughs> Am I becoming immune to Lifetime movies? <laughs> Have I ever had a boyfriend that took my bathing suit top off in front of my parent and a parent figure, I would... Lose my mind. Like, that is, <laughs> the most disgusting. Like, I can't even. Like, why? why? Like, and then he starts rubbing lotion into it, and she's cool with it, man. And they I'm start They start kissing, and the doctor kind of creepily looks at them, uh, and then looks back at the mom, who's like, feeding him grapes and being like, isn't this a good one? <laughs> and it's like, it's like... And every time he helps her, every time he does nice things for her, every time they're having like a lovely, genuine moment, which they have a lot of. Yeah. They have a lot of listening to music they both enjoy, a lot of sharing jokes they both find funny. Right. But every time she looks away, he looks off at the distance and grits his teeth and shakes his head like, this fucking bitch. <laughs> Wait, here's a quick question. Ethan does that all the time with me. That's not weird, right? That's cool. Right. No, he's also been watching me take the top off of <laughs> random people on the beach, so you're, watch out for that, Ethan. You're always taking off Rob's top at the beach always and massaging off in oils. <laughs> Just. I mean, 
that I, I'm like still bothered by it. I'm so upset. <laughs> so that was I, really gross. And that, but is that before or after the doctor tries to have a conversation with the boyfriend? That's so that immediately after that is when the doctor has the conversation with the boyfriend, okay. where he says, "What's your intention?" And he says, "I thought I was going to just keep screwing her until I'm bored." That <laughs> and, was which crazy. was really funny. Yeah, I thought. No, you didn't think that was funny. Okay, if 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 Joey went up to your parents. And was just like, no, 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 no. not my parents. Fair. Yeah. I just have to say, this is her mom's new weird boyfriend who you've punched in the stomach. Her mom's new weird boyfriend, you still should have a semblance of respect for. You're a high school student. You're right, right. yeah. Right? Like, you're an 18 year old, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then what the doctor does is poison her. Give, uh, so he, the doctor then, after the beach day, goes home. And uh, makes a concoction for the daughter's iced tea. Yeah. No, well, he... No. He thought he was intending to poison the mom, but he was intending to poison her. No, I knew he was intending to poison her. It was clear. Oh, I thought he was... I, I thought he looked disappointed when the daughter drank the iced tea. He looked a little disappointed, but I think the movie no, was trying to get... Also, by the way, he poisoned it with laxatives. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. You didn't notice that? They kept zooming in on the word lax. You know what? But no, you knew it. You knew he was trying to poison the daughter because they kept showing that she was drinking that specific type of iced tea. Oh, you see that? Though, so like when he took her out for drinks with her boyfriend, she was drinking the. the You're a journalist. Golden Peak. Yeah. And then when uh, he went to the mom's house or whatever, he was talking to the mom and he looked in the fridge and it was the daughter's iced tea that was sitting there. The mom never drank the iced tea. But the, the best moment in the entire movie happens when they call him in the morning because she's sick because the mom's like she's sick come over yeah and Um, she's barfing in a garbage can and he goes I'm getting in my car right now and then it shows in his entirely empty house where he's sitting he's made pancakes that just say the word Amy and he pours an inordinate amount of like he pours tons of syrup, syrup on, on them and smiles as he eats it I think it's too much syrup I think that was the right amount of syrup <laughs> no yeah no I, it wasn't it wasn't wrong <laughs> that wasn't what was wrong but uh, like I the Amy pancakes were so intense I I didn't know what to do with myself I just wrote down name cakes Also, Lifetime movies, because of the way he was, like, hiding around that house, does make me think that there's, like, always eight murderers in my house constantly, and I'm just never (laughs) seeing them. You should watch less Lifetime movies, then. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, So, anyway, he goes over to take care of her. And and can I also just say, like, this family has probably been in existence their whole life, right? Like... Yeah. Like, like she's been a family. They've been a family for a while. They don't have a doctor. Right. They call this guy. But they don't know to come over, and he like checks up on her, which I guess isn't crazy. Like I guess you call a family friend to check up on your daughter. I and feel then like, he says, "Yeah." And then he says, "I'm gonna take some blood just in case," and I'd be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! Shouldn't You're not gonna just at a sterile lab." Yeah. Oh, he swabbed her arm with alcohol after he took the blood. <laughs> oh my god, it was like Like now that the bacteria is already in there, let's right. just, <laughs> <laughs> just and then I mean it's just like you gotta know that's not gonna work out. Like 
this is, this guy's not a doctor. He's not a doctor. He's just taking your blood home. <laughs> no, man. I no. was really anticipating him doing something creepy with the blood. Well, he did do something creepy with the blood. Yeah, he but something sexual creepy. Or something, right? Oh. Yeah, I was I, I was thinking he was gonna like make an amulet out of it. Uh, like, remember when Angelina Jolie was doing that for a while? With her brother's blood? No, with her husband's. Oh, was it? It was around the same time she kissed her brother on TV, so I can see why you'd make that mistake. What happened to him? The brother? He's probably fine. Yeah, probably fine. But, like, hopefully. Um, (laughs) My thought, because I haven't watched as many Lifetime movies as you guys, and I've watched a lot more sci-fi movies, I was just like, oh my god, he's gonna clone her. (laughs) (laughs) That was literally my only thought. I was like, what else could he possibly do with his blood? And then I was upset when he poured it on the floor. He was just like, no. But I, I mean, if he had cloned her and then he had, he had stalked the clone, that would be a movie I'd watch. <laughs> stalked by my doctor who cloned me. <laughs> I will immediately send an email to info at mylifetime.com, which is where I assume you submit scripts, <laughs> suggesting this as, a, as the next sequel. Perfect. Um, but he, okay. So then like, he tells her that her boyfriend gave her, like, genital herpes. Um, oh, he's like, well, we tested your blood to see why you were puking. We decided to do an STD test. Right. Or they I, did. They did. Uh, as, as if so, doing like, random tests are... Is, like, a thing that happens when you it's just you throw blood into a bag and then hand it off to the lab and they just run whatever test they want. Yeah. Right. You don't have but to also, sign off. Like listening to him describing the genital herpes, I was I was I was so upset for so much of this movie. Yeah. I was just like, and then he's like, "You might not even know you have it." And I was like, "I don't even know if I have it." And Here's I was like, "You know what you do." Whenever do you I watch a... people get STDs in movies, I just assume that like by watching the movie, I've gotten the STD. That's <laughs> that's how it works. Is the thing. right? If so. you're in a Lifetime movie, you catch an STD walking through oh the door. God. Yeah. 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 So, so scary. So he he gets. He basically he causes the girlfriend to break up with the boyfriend because she's like, "You said you were a virgin when we were together." Only sort of break up. They don't officially break up. They're kind of having a fight about over the fact that one of them has genital herpes, has herpes yeah. and the other one, like, she thinks the only way she could have gotten it is from him. Right. So even though she's interested in going into medicine, she refuses to acknowledge the possibility of a false positive. But not even that. Especially when her boyfriend is insisting, like, this couldn't have happened. He doesn't immediately go out and get a test for himself until later. Like, like, even if... I think you're missing the timeline. I think he did it, like, within a day. Oh, really? I I think so. He did it, he did it, like, when they got, like, right before their wedding, which was, like, a week and a half after they planned their wedding. Um, okay, not okay. their wedding, doctor and mother's yeah, wedding. Yeah, yeah, exactly. a lot. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but I I thought this was another interesting moment. I I don't know why they wrote the the boyfriend character so layered for such an unimportant character. <laughs> but they yeah. have this job, right? We've already seen him punch people in the stomach because he thinks they might be looking at his girl, and then she comes at him with, um, "You gave me an STD." And he's like, you're the only woman I've ever been with. You're the only woman I've ever loved. Like, I want to spend my whole life with you. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? Like, this meathead jock is also, like, this sensitive love guy. <laughs> like, like, he was so complex. It, it's the, but it's the perfect kind of lifetime boyfriend thing where, like, you could have one evil man, but you need, like, two or three good men 
uh, who are affected by and, the evil and man. And he was all of the good men mixed yeah. together. Well, I think if Lifetime was talking to us, they would tell me his initial actions were good because he was defending her. Right. So even though he flew off the handle very, very uh, aggressively, aggressively, it did turn out that he was right. Yeah. So, no, the thing is, like, if you so hit it's someone, fine that he hit someone. If you hit someone and later they turn out to be a psychopathic pervert, it's fine. Yeah. That's not a thing right. you need to explore. I think that's what Lifetime wants us to know. Right. Also, she wasn't that mad at him for doing it. Like yeah. she, she was more angry about the genital herpes than she was for him like attacking a stranger. I will say, like, like. She was appropriately alarmed when she saw the doctor was sitting outside her school staring at her in a car. Yeah. It took a right. few minutes before he, like, bullshitted his way out of that yeah. for her. Yeah. And I think in that time, she and the boyfriend both calmed down about the fact that he'd done it. All right. But they were both appropriately alarmed. No. Though he was not appropriate to punch him. I thought well, she was just lovely. I believed her in so much of it. Yeah. And I, she was given a lot of curveballs, too. Yeah. <laughs> So, okay, so then he starts having, he has uh, the grossest fantasy sequence. Because although it is gross that, like, the boyfriend did the massage thing, I feel like that's what Lifetime wasn't expecting us to find gross. Then Lifetime hits us with what I think is the best, most hilarious dream sequence of of this, which is she's looking, uh, the, the daughter is looking at, uh, oh, yeah. at at Facebook where everyone's writing about what a slut she is because she has genital herpes. Yeah, everyone in yeah. school knows she has herpes. And the doctor comes over and goes... <gasps> and bar steals the key from under the rock. Right, and then enters and the door. And breaks into their house. Yeah, and finds and her crying. And talking to her, right. And she's like... <gasps> and he's like, don't worry, because what you have is super easy to live with. And two, we'll sue everybody. I'll sue everybody for what they said to you. As she's going to make fun of her I'm sorry, we really. skipped when he gave her the lecture. Because this happens after he gives her the lecture about uh, orgasm juices. Oh, yeah. Because she forgives <laughs> him. She forgives him in the dream. So so just a quick, quickly. Oh, he, yeah. She, she has a physiology class or whatever in high school. Because she goes to right. Ujiaz High School. And then, like... Uh, he gives her a personal physiology lecture, which with a slideshow, yeah, with, with a slideshow slide on their giant TV. But like, also, what does that have to do with her physiology? Physiology, right? Right. Test. He just like, talks about how oxytocin makes people feel closer after sex. Like, like, how does he even know what they're covering in her class? I like didn't even. Yeah, so yeah. He just talks about sex and then asks her if she's ever felt that way during sex, and it's like, well, you just said that chemically everyone feels that way during sex. <laughs> what, what are you talking about? so anyway so that's oh. when she's like he's a pervert I don't want my mom dating him I don't trust him he's a real creep if he and, was in with and us, the mom doesn't believe her yeah okay? and the mom the mom doesn't believe her and uh and then he has a fantasy sequence where he right. comes over to the house and she's crying about like everyone knowing about her non-existent genital herpes on Facebook, and he says he's going to sue everybody, and she goes, there you go again, saving me. And they, they, in the meantime, are cutting back and forth to the mother upstairs putting on lotion. Right. Which she does all the time in this movie. Like, she goes to the bathroom and comes back and has put on lotion. Like, there's a lot of scenes of her, like, rubbing her hands. Yeah, dry skin when you get to a certain age, Joey. Don't underestimate <laughs> But, so, like, my, my... The thing that I thought was funny is that when this turned out to be a dream sequence, was he actually dreaming about the, the, the woman upstairs putting on lotion? <laughs> we haven't gotten to like, the part that's the best part of this. Well, no, we okay. get to that next. Yeah. yeah. But, like, 
So yes, she's lotioning in his dreams, uh, and then they start kissing, and then they start like. But she forgives him. She forgives him, and then then the most awkward kiss on she kisses him on the cheek to thank him. Right. And then she looks him in the eyes and she kisses him on, on the lips. Right. And then she's kind of like, oh, well, that was crazy. And I was like, that was crazy. Oh my god, why did she do that? Like, this guy is stalking her and he's dating her mother. Like, don't kiss him on the like. Who kisses people on the lips? Right. Oh, but he, and then they start making out, and I oh was my losing God. my mind. I was it's losing my shit. Very upsetting. Very upsetting because, like, like this actress and him really did this. Right, <laughs> right, and like I know that she's thirty, but like it's still right. upsetting because, yeah, it's and yeah, the, it's the shots are way too uncomfortably close between oh like God. her lips touching his lips, and it's like, oh. But oh then they cut to the mom coming out. And uh, from, but the mom from comes upstairs. out and she hears her daughter moaning from the good kissing. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, it's so good. From the kissing. Maybe I'm kissing wrong. Well, I mean, uh, yeah. No, Ethan, <laughs> let's kiss right now. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's good kissing. <laughs> But then, so her mother oh, comes out then, of the bedroom, and what does she do? She fall. She just falls off the. She no, she faints forwards and falls over the ledge and dies. And then the but two of them sees, laugh. They stare at her for a second, then they laugh, then they keep making out. But she sees her daughter topless in a bra, yeah, making out with her boyfriend, and then the mother kills herself. Oh, I that's I thought right. she just passed out and fell. I my assumption she might was passed, passed out. out and fell. What are the other? Yeah, but also. The best part is the, the shot is overhead of the mom's corpse and blood slowly pouring out with the, the two of them looking down and going, ha ha, and then starting to kiss. And Ethan at that point next to me went, oh, this is a dream sequence. I was still not sure it was a dream sequence. I was like, uh, uh. Well, they really, they really throw you off in the dream sequence by, again, cutting away to somebody who's not part of the fantasy doing something <laughs> relatively unsexy in a like you know a sensible nighty upstairs all my everyone's wearing but a maybe sensible maybe the lotion was a preamble to the the killing of her like right. that's Slipping. why it was a dream yeah. because yeah. it was like ooh she about to get killed let's lotion her up <laughs> <laughs> the subconscious does a many crazy thing even yeah fair <laughs> yeah um, so <laughs> so perfect. then what happens what happens after this um okay so then right after that she the daughter calls her her mom's uncle to come down because she's oh, like right. your your sister's about to get married to this guy who's totally crazy oh right because see the doctor calls the mom and asks her to marry after he wakes up from the dream where she dies right and then a sequence of of like hilarious terribleness happens and i'm gonna go rapid fire with this do it um okay so the next thing that happens is uh, the uncle comes down, you see him immediately... From Los Angeles. From Los Angeles. You see him immediately shirtless, and he complains about like how his bike isn't working, and it's clear he's kind of a vagrant. Uh, when his sister sees him, she's like, did you come to get more money? And then the doctor meets him, and the doctor, like, because he broke into the house first to, like, see what they were doing in the backyard, because he's thoroughly crazy... Um, <laughs> like, downloads a, a song from this guy so that he can impress him. And then says that he made his way through college by getting played to pay bait. Paid to play bass. 
which no one questions. In a ter- a band that he himself says is terrible. Right. He and paid for his undergraduate degree with this. Right. And then the uncle doesn't trust him, so the uncle goes into the hospital where he says he works, finds out that no, he no, doesn't no, work there. No, 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 because he doesn't know the streets in Salt Lake City. At That's first, right. he's yeah. impressed with him. The, the, the downloading yeah. the song worked. Right. Yeah. That's true. And then he's like, oh, where did you play bass, man? And he was like, oh, and you in Salt Lake City. And he's like, we're in Salt Lake City. And he's like, downtown? And he's like, well, my address was 300 South, 800 East. And he's like, what? Those are, that's an address. It sounds more like a math equation. <laughs> right, right, right. And the guy is like, a math equation? Uh, All the addresses in Salt Lake City are like that, which is a weird. Like somebody from Salt Lake City was in the writers' room, right? Yeah, like that is that, yeah. is that is something they've been dying to put in a movie for a long time, right? <laughs> but now they've let all the stalker doctors know how to lie about living in Salt Lake City, right? Exactly. Yeah. This is my... south. <laughs> um, so then, uh, my favorite part is he goes. So like when we first meet the uncle, the uncle is like waking up like from a hangover and is shirtless, and we see him then like wearing like a super low cut shirt. And then they, he goes to the, the hospital to get information, and the lady's like, I'll call you later with the information once I find out. The information being whether or not the doctor works, works there. But it turns out by searching the database, she finds a doctor who looks like him, and like he discovers the horrible no, 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 secrets. No. What she finds is there's no doctor anywhere in California with that name who is licensed to practice medicine. Right. So then he finds that out, uh, but when he calls his sister, when they cut to him doing that... He has woken up from a sleep where he was wearing a full t-shirt and a leather armband and also jeans underneath the covers. And I was like, this is... It's cold in San Diego. (laughs) (laughs) It's so farther south, it gets much colder than LA. Much colder than south. Um, So he then calls his sister and his sister is out to like lunch or whatever with the doctor. And the doctor notices her phone ringing because she's in the bathroom lotioning herself. And she he, does leave the phone on the table with the ringer on in a restaurant. And I'm like, what an asshole. <laughs> so he sees that her brother calls. He presses decline. And then he listens to the voicemail. The brother's like, you have to call me because I found something out. Whatever. And the doctor's like... Oh, oh no, he leaves... He's like, you have to call me right away. Right. Which is where most people would leave it. Then he leaves all the details for the doctor to hear. Right. Such so, as, I found out he's not a real doctor. The doctor comes over with to. a, like, uh, what is that called? A needle? A needle full of... Something blue. Something blue. So I'm assuming poison. <laughs> um, and he is, like, planning on, like, Well, finding... he, texts, he texts the brother to, to get him into a place where he knows he can get him. Yeah. 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 So he goes over to murder him. And the brother they is have... in there eating some sort of empty bowl with a spoon. Right. Just, and like, yes. miming food. Right. And, and watching a movie which hilariously is about a doctor who needs to kill somebody for the woman he loves. Right. What are the chances? Which is also, like, a weird thing that, like, if that was happening in my life right then, I would probably be like, I don't want to watch a black and white movie about a doctor. But that's the brother's choice. So he goes in full level for this and uh, goes to murder the brother, makes it, like, in the worst fight sequence I have ever seen. But the brother does put the granola, a box of granola up right in front of his face as the doctor is lunging for his face with, with a yeah. syringe full of blue liquid. Right. So it gets stuck in there and then eventually the doctor wins and murders the brother and like, like hides the corpse with, uh... But 
as he stabs the brother with the liquid, the TV, the woman in the TV doctor movie, becomes the girl, or was always the girl, and approaches the screen and goes, you're going to kill him for me, aren't you? And then then you're going to kill my mother, too, so we can be together. And he goes, I will do that. And then, and then he takes the brother's body, puts it in a bathtub. I assume he put it in the bathtub at his empty house. I don't know how he got it there. And he couldn't have put it in the bathtub at their house, which is no, where they were. They I think they only where, filmed in one house. But they, the they show him uh, put him put the body into his trunk. Oh, okay. So oh, okay. He, he puts the, so the it's body reasonable, into a bathtub and then covers it in some kind of killing chemical. Right, like like Breaking Bad, hydrochloric he break, acid. He literally he breaks the acid. Bo- he, he dissolves the body. Yeah. And next thing we know, it's a week later, and we are at the doctor and the mother's wedding, and there's a, like a mild interchange where, interchange? I make it up shit. And <laughs> the mother and the, da- the daughter's like, it was kind of weird that Uncle Roger left without saying bye. And the mom was like, classic Roger. <laughs> it's like, Dude, like, he's dead, you know? Right. So then, like, which is so weird that, like, no one has obsessively called him and been like, what? The last time we spoke, you said you were concerned about my whatever. Like, no one no knows that. that. Yeah, but, like, he did. Because the last time she and Roger spoke was he was like, Salt Lake City is really specific. Right. Sis. Yeah, but if my if my dirtbag brother said that to me, I'd be like, uh huh, whatever. <laughs> here's twenty dollars. Yeah, here's some money. Go back to Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, so we uh, okay. So I I wrote oh right. Then the daughter freaks out because she goes upstairs, and this is the big reveal of the movie, as far as I'm concerned. Oh my and God. sees and we oh, are no no. Seeing... So we see the doctor. He's with his Skype doctor again, and she's like, "You called me an hour late." Right. I've been waiting here. And he's like, sorry. And then she's like, there was another doctor in, in Los Angeles. Have you ever been to Los Angeles? Well, this doctor, blah, blah, blah. And then she gets up and is replaced by an FBI agent. No, no, no. Wait, no First, first she shows him a wanted poster. poster. Yeah. yeah so it's like from the poster. Old West with his picture on it. printed from Microsoft Word like, <laughs> yeah. templates. Yeah. It's amazing. With his photo in it. And she goes, and he looked like this. And he, she holds up the poster. Right. And she goes, I have someone I want to talk to you. Um, Asian FBI agent. See, we cast Asian people. Like, that's what it felt like. I was like, yeah, oh, I really I like they made like, appreciate like, they were like, we only have one person of color in this movie. Let's find another one for something. But also that yeah. they're imaginary. That yeah. both well, of the people of color in the movie exist in his mind. Right. Which is yeah. what we're about to find out. Yeah. But oh, wait, yeah. Which is thoughtful. It's thoughtful that the crazy doctor made <laughs> all of his imaginary people people of color. That's true. Pretty thoughtful. Um... <laughs> Uh, so anyway, so she comes up, and what I thought was a mistake, okay? So he's talking to the FBI agent. He's like, oh, yeah. yeah. No, I thought it was really like, so bad production yeah. values. Yeah, I, I can either trace this call, or you can tell me where you are. And he's like, he's, I mean, I would just hang up the call, right? Like, right. whatever. And so then she also comes in, and she sees him talking to a blank Yelling screen. at the blank screen. And I was screen. like, oh my God, did they not pay to, to put the screen on the screen (laughs) so embarrassing for a lifetime I was like I could and then I was like maybe I'll give him the benefit of the doubt maybe it's like tilted in a way where you can't see it I had the exact same thoughts oh my god (laughs) and then she walks around and it's still blank and I was like (laughs) alright I don't know what's happening (laughs) I don't know all along I guess so 
the doctor was talking to nobody. Right, he's crazy. There was no Skype doctor. There yeah. was no FBI. Who hallucinates a therapist that criticizes you very specifically. And the FBI. I feel like this is vaguely a trope, which is like people who are damaged hallucinating people who are like mean to them, right? So it's like the doctor is like... But she's mostly nice. Like mostly. Her, her, her... Sort of. <laughs> but also like, also fine. only hallucinates her on Skype? Yeah, 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 why not hallucinate her in your house? Right, and then, okay, but then he goes and he's like... Uh, he, he closes the laptop and realizes she's there and he's like, I live, when you live alone for a while, you just talk to yourself. And she's like, you were yelling at yourself. And he's like, you know, anyway. And she's fine with it, kind of. Yeah. She's She's like, like, well, maybe that's reasonable. Right. And she, he goes, by the way, if anything ever happens to your mom, I'm your new dad now. Basically. Yeah. And then the mom was like, uh, she was just like, where are you going for your honeymoon after this wedding you just had? Yeah. And the mom's like, oh, it's like 40 minutes away in the mountains. And I was like, And she's like, and I texted you the address. Yeah. What did you think that yeah. text was about? Right. Like, and also, they, they planned this wedding in a week. Okay. And then the honeymoon, the guy who has a house in Acapulco. Right. Where the honeymoon is taking you 40 minutes away to the mountains? <laughs> she doesn't have a lot of time off, is what I think. Does she have a job? He has a Disney cruise to himself. Yeah. Oh, she's a paralegal. Yeah. No, he could have done a lot of things a lot better, but he does not. So the reason he got the idea to kill the mom on the honeymoon is because he found a flyer for, right? It was a flyer for like... No, it was like a printed out newspaper article from... But it's supposed to be a printed out newspaper article from a web browser, but it essentially looks like a flyer that someone put up advocating Uh, 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 that you could kill your wife in a tragic accident. Yeah, he he had an article that he found somewhere. Yeah, which... I I was like, is he going to kill her in a boating accident in the mountains? Like, how's he going to do that? Right, that was my thought. I was like, how is he going to murder her by boat in the mountains? He put his own unique twist on it. Yeah, no, it's good. He's creative. So he... the daughter discovers this paper, calls up 911. I almost called it 911. She dials 911. And then she, she, uh, the, the operator is like, I'm going to connect you with our trauma people to help you. And she's like, I don't need counseling. I need you to save my mom. And then she starts screaming, I just broke into his house. <laughs> and, and the guy then- goes, you know that breaking into a house is a felony, right? <laughs> right. Which is so reasonable. Which is and also so not hilariously thing, reasonable. But not a thing that they would say. She'd just be like, can you tell me where the house is? Yeah. True. And yeah, then she would send cops. You're an expert on, on calling the police, right? Because you knew the thing in the other one where they could track your call if you hang up on the police, right? Yes. Um, so, like... Do they really not believe you if you call up? If you call 911, they have to send a car. That's the right? thing about nine one one. Like, like if, so if she I called wouldn't... and they were like, "No, we don't believe you. We're gonna say, we're gonna connect you to the trauma unit." Like that. That's not. There's no real world. No. Also, we don't have a trauma unit. Otherwise, like people in this country wouldn't like constantly be needing mental health. Yeah. Here's the thing. How San Diego crazy. is just a beautiful. Also, maybe the daughter is crazy. Maybe the daughter is also having her own fantasies. Like, maybe there's no one on the other side of that phone. Yeah. <laughs> they, she then drives up to where her mom is staying, um, and uh, saves her. Tries to like almost tries to save her mom. No, uh, no, 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 no! You're skipping over something important. Ugh. So the they, they go into the house. It's the honeymoon house. He's put rose petals on the bed. 
he blindfolds her, which she's like, ooh, kinky. And then he takes her outside and has her start stepping up onto higher objects again. Right. Wait, I'm which sorry. Is can I back up for a one beautiful Yeah, you can definitely guys, back up. Did you guys notice she had a very cute wedding dress? Uh-huh. But did you notice her veil? No. No. It was like... <laughs> You could see the ridges where they cut it out of the tool. Like, it wasn't hemmed at all. Like, it was really tacky. <laughs> well, they only had a and, week. Yeah. Yeah, they only had a week. I mean, I don't know from Do you, Okay, you here's know. a question. If that. you get remarried and you can fit into your old wedding dress... Do you right. wear it? No, right? That's tacky. I, I think that most people would say no. Yeah, she probably... Yeah, no, she did. She had a week to buy a wedding dress. So she yeah. got it done. But you don't need a veil, right? Like, you just... I, yeah, I, I also feel like a, the... Isn't the veil supposed to have something to do with virginity? Like, would you wear a veil well, on a second part wedding? of the wedding that doesn't have maybe something she's a to do with virginity? <laughs> maybe, maybe she is a virgin. Maybe she's a virgin. No one has done... She hasn't had food poisoning. So you're no saying her daughter is the second coming of, of the Christ? Which yeah, would explain a lot. Yeah, and her father, God, fell off a ladder. <laughs> <laughs> On an unrelated um, note, how is your movie God Fell Off a Ladder doing? <laughs> it's going great. Going strong. Check it out this fall. Straight <laughs> to DVD. God Fell Off a Ladder. From the same people who brought you God is Dead... <laughs> God is dead too. God is dead, but this time you fell off a ladder. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so anyway, so they go to the mountains. They and go to the mountains. She gets blindfolded. She's climbing on higher and higher things. Oh no! But there is a sequence just before that where he pushes a plant off of the edge and looks down and goes, "This'll do." This'll do. Yeah, that oh, plant smashed real that. good. <laughs> People are the same as plants. <laughs> that's just like a skull. Yeah. I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor. It also <laughs> didn't look very high. No. I was like, I was like I'm pretty sure you could jump this if you but really want. Like, you might break your leg. You like, can die. Cool. You can die in the universe this takes place. You can die by like falling off of like a seven foot ladder. Yeah. Sidewalk. And cracking your head on a sidewalk. He was, like, he died instantly. That's that true. is not yeah. how that goes. All right, fine. It doesn't matter All how right. that goes. Anyways. Yeah. So, uh, he blindfolds her and has her climb up on things. And this woman that used to be afraid of everything is now not afraid of anything. But also, you know? it's so terrible to imagine a honeymoon in which your husband is like, I'm going to blindfold you, and then... We're going to have you climb things. <laughs> we're going to make you feel... We're going to work on your trauma still. Oh, Aren't we? I once, I once again got her. I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, this woman's like, you know what? I'm like, this man helped me get over so much in my life that like now he's leading me into a new life, and, I, and, and we are trusting each other. So I, I think that he was like, I'm going to take this thing that used to be a fearful thing for you, and when you open your eyes, it's going to be a present. You know what I mean? Like, that would be, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you. He, uh, but yeah. So, so he, he gets her to climb on the ledge, but and he's like, now take off the blindfold. Now take off the blindfold, instead of just shoving her. Yeah, why not shove her with the blindfold on? Because he's an asshole. Yeah, right? Um, so he... <laughs> he just says take off the blindfold and not she immediately her. panics and starts crying and starts crying and then the daughter bursts onto the scene and is like mom and then the mom looks at her and he shoves the mother and they both turn around and dead. go Amy yeah. and he smiles and the mom looks panicked and he just gently pushes, pushes the mother over the edge and then he goes to physically assault the daughter in the next in right? the bedroom 
And mm-hmm. then they pan out to the mom who miraculously has the power of a cat and has held onto the ledge just the by curved forward. edge. The curved the edge. And she like, climbs over. This woman, so much respect. Her upper body strength was like I, I don't think there are many trapeze artists who could pull off what she did. Yeah. <laughs> I I think she's amazing. <laughs> and like like he didn't realize this. This is his own hubris. He created right. someone who was no longer afraid of heights or anything, right. and now she's unstoppable. <laughs> uh, he, this is the two, my two favorite things happen. One, she beats him in the face with a champagne bottle, knocking oh. him out. Two, the the next scene is the daughter leading the cops upstairs, and I was like, oh, he's escaped. That's what's happened because right. that's what happened last time. But this time... They hogtied him. She has hogtied him using sheets, which means, A, she has not been blindfolded to step on things before, but instead been blindfolded for other things. And <laughs> but she's also skills. standing there with, like, a giant vase in her hand ready to strike if he tries to get it back. I know! Like, this is, like, this is, like, a Lifetime movie, like, showing the characters being this smart about something like that... Is great. Is impressive. Yeah. That but the final scene is him watching a guard choke on a candy bar... Oh, yeah, no, they bring him to prison. Yeah. He's in prison. And he watches a guard choke on a candy bar in prison, and and two other guards come over, and they don't know how to do the Heimlich. I know, I love the idea that there are corrections officers who have not even been taught the the Heimlich maneuver. So he's yelling through his cell, I'm a doctor! I'm a doctor, and I can save her! And he does, because they let him out. And then she... Okay, let's let him out! And then she, who presumably knows what he has done, Right. right... Twice. She, at the very least, knows that he's locked in a cell by himself. Right. Uh, with no bars, uh, just a door. And says to him, I owe you one. And he goes, you do. And then, and then looks he at the camera. And then the camera! And winks! It's so gross. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so... The worst woman in this is the mom? We do worst woman first? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's gotta be the mom, man. And I, I don't think there's any way around it. There weren't any other women. <laughs> I think it's like... The thing is, like, because, like, the daughter is, like, he's a pervert, and the mom's like, you're just jealous, there after he tells her. There are the most perceptive characters ever in this movie. Everyone realizes what's happening, and the mother is is so blinded by, like, her own recovery <laughs> that she won't accept, she won't accept it. It's true, she, she almost, like, it's like the scene when the daughter's, like, he was saying creepy things to me, the mother yeah. is, seems to believe her, and then you can watch her... Summon the denial. Right. And she's like, right. that's not true. Because she goes, what happened? And he go, and she goes, we were talking about oxytocin. And, uh, and, and he said sex things to me. And she's like, I was in college and that happened a bunch. It's just weird. Yeah, I took an entire semester on reproductive health and I heard about that. Also, she's like, like, your daughter is taking a semester health. on reproductive health in high school? Yeah. Why is your daughter doing that? <laughs> Why is he just giving her a freelance lecture about sex? Yeah, it has to be the mother. Like, it's all her fault. Right. And it's her fault because she's a human who's dealing with her own shit. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you wanted to think, like, the worst, worst woman is technically the dead husband who died there abdicating his responsibility to his family, because no, then none of this would have happened. No, that's not okay. You're just, you, you want to blame dead people for what they leave behind. <laughs> yeah. Alright, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's the mom. She she makes lots of mistakes and does yes. does very little to make up for them. That's true. Very little. 
And I think that the, I mean, look, here's the thing, though. She does make up for them by being a cat creature who can climb up the side of a building to save her daughter <laughs> from being raped and hitting him. Like, yeah, like, that is, like, the end of that movie is her being, like, redeemed. Yeah. Like, it yeah. only would have been better if she was, like, floating six inches off the floor when they came in. <laughs> and I will say, but even I, even in most, like, well-made Hollywood movies. Yeah. You don't see characters who are smart enough to manage the last few minutes of that movie as this woman was. Yeah. No, she was like, and we're tying him up, and then I'm going to get this vase, and you go downstairs and get the cops to come in. And I'm not leaving him alone because I know he'll get away because that always happens to doctors who stalk you. Yeah. But I think the best woman is is the boyfriend. The best woman is the boyfriend. Because he, he is just right. He's just right all the way through. He has a good heart. He's just trying to protect her when she asks for space because she doesn't trust him. He gives her space, and then he goes and he gets a blood test and proves that he doesn't have a thing, but then he still doesn't force himself on her. It's like, what a good woman. I do like, by the way, that when he calls her and says, like, I don't have it, she goes, what does that matter? As though, like, as though, like, that's not the point. Like, she... Like accused him of cheating. Yeah, and he's like, I. Didn't. She's like, you gave me VD, and he's like, I definitely didn't, and I now have medical proof. And she's like, I only believed medical proof when it was convenient for me hating you. <laughs> but, but then he's also like, not that only that, but I brought in the lab report that you gave me that was yours, and my lab technician said that it's not a real report. Like, I what know. a good woman. Do you watch Real Housewives of Orange County? No. Uh, this is too much to explain. We're not going to get into it. All right, then we won't talk right. about it. But for those of you who <laughs> the do... The same thing happened? No, to this our is millions just of like listeners. what Megan did yeah. on Real Housewives of Orange County. Someone fakes cancer and Megan starts, like, oh. calling the lab. Calling the labs. <laughs> showing the lab to doctors That's so they can confirm it's not real. real things that happen. Yeah, what the best part is is that, like, she takes it overboard for the rest of the cast. And so every scene with Megan where she's done something a little more crazy and, like, a little, like, a little bit unhinged in terms of like checking up on someone's medical records people go oh you did you did but much like this movie she's, she's right. right no Megan, like she seemed crazy the whole time because yeah. she was reacting so strangely to somebody she seemed being like sick. one of those people who gets bored because they get like too much money and don't have to do anything and like she put all of her brain power into unraveling lies see i've always thought like trophy wife who had remained unchallenged but actually was really smart yeah that's, that, what that's I think. my theory on megan yeah yeah um <laughs> I mean, she got her babies, too, this season, so... Uh, yeah. It doesn't matter. We're on a different thing now. Wait, what are we talking about? <laughs> Housewives? Uh, oh, okay. first woman. But I think we're all in agreement, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then... There were, there were no other women. And then... <laughs> I don't think it's feminist, but I'm interested in your opinion. So, yeah, this is the section called Was It Feminist? Oh, yeah. Give it a theme song. Was it feminist? Was it? Was it? <laughs> I, my feeling is kind of, is, so here's the thing. I think that it does a good job of being like, this doctor is crazy and these women aren't to be blamed for it. <laughs> um, but I, I think the communication between the mom and the daughter makes it not feminist because they require too much help from men to like explain to them that he's bad. Hmm. That's true. And also there is at the start of the movie, the mo- like... The first woman we meet in this movie, I believe, is is a horrible bitch who is cruel right. to him, and then so you start getting the impression that maybe he's behaving this way because women are mean to him. Yes. Right. Which, Which is also not an excuse for behavior. Is definitely not an excuse, but the, is the movie telling us that that's an excuse? Right. right. 
I don't think so. I think. But also, here's the other thing. It's a sequel to him, like, having done this before. So it's sort of like Lifetime is like, aren't you mostly interested in this monster character? Which I <laughs> right, guess... he, definitely, he definitely is the lead. Like, he definitely... He's not the protagonist. Right. She's, Amy's clearly He is the, the titular character, though. Yes, titular of Doctor. He's the titular character. He's... Yeah. Um... <laughs> I, I, I don't think it's feminist. I, I definitely don't think it's feminist. Nothing feminist happens except for her lifting her own body weight like a beast. Yeah, yeah, And yeah, then yeah. doing a really good job of hog-tying him at the end and, like, yeah. managing right. the situation really efficiently. But yeah. I don't even know if that's feminist or just being a badass. Yeah, I appreciate, though, that, like, it's the two of them at the end, that they don't need, totally. like, they don't have a man who helps but, stop him. And that's the thing. I don't think it's actively not feminist. Right. I would say it's agnostic to feminism. All right. You know, like, it, it, it doesn't really do anything to forward feminism or to detract from it. It's do, you know just a do you know what you can't spell without agnostic? God? Nah. So the answer oh. is to what is, was it feminist? Nah. Did you just make that up? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, it's a saying. It's a saying people no, say. No, I was like, because if that's a saying, I don't get it and I feel stupid. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, I, I totally get it. <laughs> um, all right, so yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, and cool. how did you feel watching it? This is the review portion. And what, what are our options? It is guilty pleasure, not a pleasure, or total pleasure, right? Re- or what a, what a or pleasure? regular pleasure. Yeah. What a pleasure. What? What a pleasure. Um, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna start because I have a pretty strong opinion of it. Not a pleasure. I am interested to hear why, because for me it, it teetered between not a pleasure and guilty pleasure. But I, I found is it, it wasn't it, it wasn't bad enough to be a guilty pleasure. And it wasn't good enough to be a pleasure pleasure. I I really I felt bad for the actors who felt like it was predominantly good actors. That felt trapped in a bad movie, and like there were some hilarious things that happened, but the hilarious things that happened made me so uncomfortable. That topless in front of your mom thing wasn't even part of the creepiness, and it made me so uncomfortable. Well, and, and she has to get topless so that he can leer at her, and so they were right. like, "Oh, the thing that happens this is, is how we'll get her topless." Yeah, yeah. is her boyfriend like gets her topless? I guess the pleasure is something that, like, you're getting enjoyment out of, even though you really shouldn't be. No, a guilty this... pleasure is the, what's her name? Miss Van Camp? No. Yes, Miss uh, Van Camp. What was that called? Uh, kidnapping? Yeah. Oh. No, see, yes. that was a satire. Oh, but that was That's a guilty pleasure. That's different from a guilty pleasure. No. Because that movie thought, knew what it was, was doing was 100% start no, to finish. some of that movie knew what it was doing, and some of that movie did not know what it was doing. I don't know. I feel like everyone in that movie knew what they were in, for sure. (laughs) It was enjoyable to watch. I I never felt uncomfortable about normal things. It was was far enough away from the real world that I know, but still real enough that I I could be like, ooh! No, and, and I will say, like, the thing that it had, that with this one that was a little bit upsetting, is, like, in the original, there's a lot of scenes of him, like like, crying at, like, inappropriate moments or, like, being super weird because, like, everyone... Because, like, like, 
it's the it's the him dating the mom thing where he has to be nice to the mom so they have this kind of like relationship that's cute whereas like in the original he's like trying to like steal this daughter away and like everyone's like you're creepy and then there's like scenes of him like breaking down at a restaurant or like screaming at like a random fry cook and it's like hilariously terrible and this movie like they have to couch his crazy um, that, like, I think makes it less fun. The characters yeah. in this movie are very isolated. Yeah. Like, they don't... They, you don't see them in public spaces or with other people a lot. I do appreciate that he at least murdered someone, which wasn't promised in the title, like Killer Coach but, was. But even that, like, that murder happens, like, with with nothing. There was no build-up to it. There was no, like... The consequences crazy, after? Crazy murder. Like, he stabs him with a thing. He pours stuff on his body, but, like... It's not like we see the fire from the body, you know. It's not like you're saying that, like, crazy you need to have a scene where he like feeds them meat pie to hide the body, so that you know that <laughs> something mean, interesting that, has happened. Doesn't that push it into guilty pleasure? Like, yeah, like something that's like so fucked up. You're like, yeah, yeah, but like, also, I don't buy this. It's like reality. Whereas, right. like, a man tricking a woman who's dealing with grief and anxiety into loving him. It's just like, yeah, man, like, like, this doesn't feel, this feels very real. <laughs> and it's not crazy enough to, yeah. to make it feel okay for what they're pulling. I'm I can only that. enjoy, I can only enjoy this, the crazy stuff. Right. You know, and there's not, there's more not crazy, uncomfortable sadness than crazy, uncomfortable sadness. This is true. I'm with you. Yeah, See, I, I don't know. I'm still gonna say guilty pleasure, and and while I agree, like respect everything you said, for me a guilty pleasure is yeah. I laughed a lot because <laughs> a lot of it was hilarious, and I felt like it went really fast. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I forget which like we've seen at least one movie that felt like it dragged on forever because it was so terrible. That's true. Uh, and, oh, yeah. and and to me this was not that. Yeah. No, no I'm with you. All right, so let's go into okay, so. You have guilty pleasure. I have not a pleasure. And, and Meredith, you are also not a pleasure. Not a pleasure. But mine's a lowercase not a pleasure, and I think yours is a capital not a pleasure. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. But mine's not a pleasure is whatever that other not a pleasure movie was, which I blocked from my mind. That was bad. Whatever. Yeah. yeah I, it's funny. We can't even remember what it was, yeah. right? Yeah. Killer Coach. Yeah. No, Killer Coach wasn't that bad. That's true. Well, oh, was it German, German Tattoo? Oh, no. yeah. German Tattoo was great, I remember. Where she, like, what? speaks German and is weird, and then they, like, murder the people at the end. Right? And they have the gun, and it's hilarious. So was that, like... That was Pregnant at 17. Pregnant at 17. That one was good. I think it was Killer Coach that was just boring and stupid. Maybe that was, yeah. Killer Coach did kind of drag on. I love Killer Coach. Huh. Yeah, I, I remember liking it. Really? I don't remember laughing as much as I did at this. Right? Like, that one wasn't as funny. Yeah. No. Oh, I know what it was, you guys. It was BoringTwoHourMovie.com. Oh, God is dead from boredom. <laughs> Who plays God in that one? Um, Kevin Spacey. They really upped the budget. <laughs> is it weird that, like, maybe I'm a little bit psychic, but I swear I thought you were going to say Kevin James? <laughs> I thought it was going right. to be Josie Bissett. <laughs> 
you're right. These are all good. a Josie Vincent haircut. <laughs> I was it's thinking like I, I'm I'm trying to make the best movie possible, so I'm ca- I'm dreamcasting it. Here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that Kevin's gonna agree to it. You're Kevin having a stalked by my doctor the return style breakaway dream moment. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sweating profusely. You can't see me, but I'm sweating profusely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so let's go into plugs. I'm Joey Stern on Twitter. I'm Robbie LaCroix on Twitter. Oh, fuck you, Ethan. What? I know. <laughs> My Twitter is the least important, though, because I don't really use it. So now it's your turn. Really underscore. No, say yours. Uh, it's LaVie LaCroix. Great. And how do you spell that? Because no one will spell that right. V-I-E-L-A-C-R-O-I-X. Yeah. Ravi and then the name of the hipster seltzer. Yeah. Yeah. Mine is big underscore mare. M-E-R. Nah, I'm I'm twitting on the regs, man. And uh, do you have any sh- upcoming shows? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Me either. Yeah. We, we well we have we have this. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, this is an important piece of work. We're we're so. making this happen for ourselves, and I think that's important. Totally. Yes. Totally. All right. Well, All right, until it. next Thanks, guys. time. Everyone, we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, America.